Hello everyone and welcome to Three Mums in a Podcast. It's Em here and I'm here with Kirsty and Kat and this is our first episode. So exciting! (laughs) We are going to be talking about the things we always said we'd never do before we had our babies and now they're here. We do do them. So that's, that's our topic for today. And this is obviously our first episode ever. Um, we will be covering a lot of different topics in terms of parenthood, um, obviously reflecting on our own journeys and asking you, the listeners, to get involved as well. Um, this podcast came about, um, we actually all met each other when we started training to become sleep consultants um and we struck up a really close friendship we all live in completely different parts of the uk but we've met up on quite a few occasions um and we got chatting about our sleep consultancy businesses as they are now um and decided that it'd be really fun if we joined up made a podcast um not specifically about sleep but just like i say sharing those trial and tribulations of parenthood so far yeah Yeah, so for tonight's episode, we are going to be discussing things you said you would not do before you became a parent that you do now. Um, There's so many, literally so many things. I was like, oh, I'd never do that. I'd never do that. And now I'm like, I'd definitely do that. Um, For me, I was previously a nanny. And it's funny because I used to judge the parents, obviously, so much. Um, for example, like snacks, I'd be like, oh, they just give their kids so many snacks and then they're not eating dinner and it's me that then has to battle with them. Exactly. Yeah, I'm definitely like a snack, (laughs) B-I-T-C-H, literally. (laughs) Um, And yeah, they would like, the parents would get in and they'd just give them their tablets. And I'd be like, oh, why are they doing that? You know, and now it's like, guys do you want your tablets so that I can just breathe for five minutes I think that's Um, the thing when you talk about tablets I know for myself before I was a parent I'd go out to like a pub or a a restaurant to have a meal and there's kids in front of tablets and I'm like I'd never do that they're not interacting with their child they're not you know they're not stimulating them they're just sitting there like zoning out watching a screen but do you know what I get it now I get it absolutely yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just quite like, do I eat my dinner in peace and eat it hot, mm-hmm. to be honest? And if the screen's <laughs> yeah. too loud, then I'm down for I'm it. not, like, have them running around the restaurant. <laughs> and I tell you now, 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 like, George is older and he's, like, in nursery, I didn't think about uh, how exhausted he'd be when I pick him up. Mm-hmm. So, actually, him coming home and having a little bit of screen time, whether it's the TV, a phone, or his tablet, or whatever, like, I feel like he needs that just as much... He needs Absolutely. that at that time to just zone out from the day, from mm-hmm. his morning of whatever he's been doing at school. Mm, and then after, it uh, could be 10 minutes, could be half an hour, whatever, he'll come back round and then be ready to go again. I guess it's yeah. like that time to just rest and zone out and recuperate, isn't it? And yeah, and I think we all need that. Even as adults, we need it, don't we? You know, if you curl up on the sofa and think, I'm just going to binge 10 episode of maths because you know sometimes you just need that downtime and we know there's a lot of talk about screen time and how it can be negative but I think used in the right sense i.e not directly before bed then 
I think absolutely it's got its place. And, you know, I like I say, I see parents out and they, their kids have got tablets and you just think, now I look at them and go, actually, fair play. You need a rest. They need to zone out. Absolutely go for it. Definitely. And I think um, when you're not a parent, you sort of just judge straight away and you don't actually know the whole picture, do you? You don't know mm-hmm. how that child was behaving five minutes before um, or, you know, what the, what that parent's dealt with that day. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, before becoming a parent you are very quick to judge um and like I said before like I think nannying even more so because I experienced it all firsthand it was just like oh, I'd never do this I'd never do that and now I'm just like I have so much sympathy for you parents <laughs> and I tell you what else like last week when George had that random split night where he's awake from like one till three thirty in the morning and he woke up and was in the most vile mood, which I expected. And he's like, I want to watch Paw Patrol or whatever it was. And I was like, yeah, have it. Just have it. I'm, I'm just whatever you want. Take your battles. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, you absolutely I'm, have. I haven't got the mental capacity or patience to have that battle. And neither did he. So, And I think it's things like, even like before, a pa- before I was a parent, you know, you'd be out. And there'd be a kid throwing themselves on the floor, screaming, and you just thought, ugh, what a brat. Like, what the hell? That's, like, what are they doing? Um, You know, why can't you control your child? Why are they acting like that? Whereas now, I just think, when I see that happening, I'm like, actually, I feel a bit, like, pity towards the parent because I know it's tough. I know they're not, you know, uncontrollable. It's just a little person having big feelings. Um, So it is funny how your take on sort of, what you would judge before as you know um like you you didn't understand it you just thought oh you know that kid's having a meltdown what a brat whereas now it's like oh that kid's going through some really big feelings and you know he's they're expressing themselves so it is it is funny to know how your mind kind of transform transforms in that sense definitely about you guys but like again, when when I've been there with Jordan, he's the one having the meltdown in the middle of Tesco's because mm-hmm. he wants a nearly ten pound magazine that absolutely <laughs> blows my mind. Um, and I, you don't, you know, like the feeling when you feel like everyone's watching you and everyone's yeah. like, like just staring at you, and you feel like just you want to just curl up in a ball or like you feel like the world's just like shrinking in on you. Mm-hmm. Now when I see other people doing that, I'm like, I just like and I feel like I know as now I'm a parent yeah what that parent is going through or could be feeling at that point of like oh my god everyone's watching me please stop please stop and actually it's just easier just to well yeah I just don't think about the things I did before yeah yeah absolutely it just changes your perspective on so much doesn't it and I think for me and I know we've got children very similar ages um, but for me, I think going into the pandemic as a, as a first time mum, I was just like, I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But that was almost just completely taken away with me. And I didn't have, you know, I was always like, I'm not going to be routine based. I'm just going to go out and do whatever with what I want. And the baby's going to come with me. I was always going to be that type of mum. And then that was taken away. And then I became the routine mom. And then obviously through my training, I've realized the importance of the routine. Um, So yeah, that was a big thing for me. You know, I was never going to be one that 
lived my life around my children's maps, but <laughs> we all know that there's obviously benefits to certain aspects of it. I found it really hard coming out of lockdown because I was mm-hmm. in such a routine that then lockdown was like, oh my God, what do I do? Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. I've never done a, a pram nap because mm-hmm. no. I'm like three months old. Like what, what, now you're 12, 18 months, whatever it was. Like what, what, what do <laughs> I do? And I was like, this is, yeah, it was actually more, I was like full of anxiety coming out of lockdown more than I was going into it. Yeah, 100%. We'll have to save the um, pandemic for a yeah for a whole oh, episode. Yeah. I think it's definitely going to be a pandemic issue. I don't feel <laughs> we can we can talk about our parenting journeys without mentioning <laughs> that delightful period of our lives. Um, yeah. So what um, what are a couple of things that you um, said you would not do, but before becoming a parent that you do now? Then, girls, I do you had think? one. I had one come through that was congratulate someone for burping trumping or pooping <laughs> I like that yeah, yeah that is so true I like that and it's it's very topical to say that obviously April's I, I'll say potty training I mean we I would say she's potty trained now I don't know but yeah. um yeah I mean I know we've had conversations and whatsapp discussions about our child's poo and how often they poo and how excited we are when they do poo. Um, I've never spoke so much about bodily fluids <laughs> than yeah. since having children. You know, we've described stick to each other. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, I totally get that one. That's that's a good one. Yeah, also was like, again, going thinking back to like when George was like newborn or the first sort of six months, like thinking, oh, well, he's not been for a poo in a couple of days. Like, oh, God, that means there's going to be like a tsunami at some point I've got to prepare for this I've got to pack extra in the extra wipes in the changing bag or an extra outfit or get the plastic sheets out down around the living room (laughs) like a forensic scene yeah it's funny how you like get so excited by bodily functions yeah I gave out a lot of high five for poos this week a lot it's got to be done though hasn't it do you exactly. ever say things like that? Like I've given a lot of high fives for poos, and you think, do you go, "Whoa, I never ever thought I would ever say that sentence." <laughs> but again, if you if you say that to someone that doesn't have a child, they'd be like, "You absolute yeah. loser! Like, what They're are like, you doing?" So unstable. We need to lock her up. <laughs> oh god, parent life—it really is a different breed of living, isn't it? Um, what's yours then, Kirsty? Um, well, it was like probably the screen time thing, uh, which didn't last long. Even when Hunter was a baby, it was like just trying to get him to stay calm. I'd be like, oh, I found this channel called Baby TV. I don't know if anyone yeah. kn- you, knew of that. that. Was dancing something. Fruit? Yeah. yeah. God, the, the soundtrack to that. I'd be like, do you know what? I haven't been out for a club for a while and it's now a pandemic, so we can't <laughs> go out to a club. But actually, it's got quite a good beat. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he watched some baby TV. Obviously, I'd use it in, you know, I'd have control of it. Well, sometimes I wouldn't. Um, you know, if we'd had a bad night, it was just like anything to survive. Um, I was very much like I didn't want them eating like much processed foods. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't like, oh, you know, everything's got to be organic. But I didn't want them just like living off 
chicken nuggets and chips. And now I'm like, what do you want for dinner? Chicken goujons. All right, then. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I try, I really try to sort of like alternate it at least between chicken goujons, pizza and I don't know. I can't even think of anything else because that's literally what they live off. <laughs> um, no, they do have obviously other stuff too spaghetti bolognese and things like that but yeah it's stuff that I didn't think I'd go to and I do but who cares I like it's not going to kill them at least they're no, eating exactly and I, I'm sure there's going to be an episode on this as well but I think when we talk about weaning I think for me I had the whole you know there's a lot of accounts on Instagram that you know you can make these perfect little organic meals for your baby and you know you can put them in those little pretty plates um and they'll wolf them down and it's very cute and in reality it just no one's got time for it I'm sorry I didn't have time to blend and store and cook everything from scratch it's just not my reality yeah I loved the Ella's pouches they were literally like a godsend (laughs) Ella's pouches like they do all the different stages don't they yeah yeah I'm like well it's the same stuff that she's that they've got in the cookbook but you know it's made for me so <laughs> some really no cool different meals that I probably wouldn't make at home yeah really funky veggies aren't they and stuff mm. uh, so yeah food for me screens um trying to think yeah I think that's all I can think of right now I did have some like responses for my followers um, there was some uh, screen times as well. Yeah, letting them watch stuff while they eat. Yes, that was my one. Yeah, yeah. I had that too. Not to let my child sit and watch TV or eat frozen kids' tea, chicken nuggets and potato <laughs> waffles. That's what we were talking about. Uh, become someone's. Oh, become someone's snack. You know what? oh this is a good one i um it says to use holiday clubs and i was like that i was nannying for like families and i'd be like why are they putting their child in holiday club when they're off work like why don't they spend time with them and now i have a child at school that has like six weeks off in the summer two weeks at easter a week in feb a week in may i'm just like right booking all the holiday clubs i can Because it's also like him, like he gets bored at home. Um, he needs that interaction when he gets to like he's six, and he just he gets bored. He wants to be with friends his own age, and yeah, I can take him on days out, but doing that all day every day, like it's just not sustainable. And also, super super expensive. I know, obviously, holiday club is not the cheapest option, but you know, if it's that versus a day out to the zoo exactly it's quarter the price isn't it and he's with friends um, and it's familiar and you know like you say it's just about making sure that he has that amount of stimulation because you know six weeks is a long time yeah then not be in a routine 100% and I guess also in school like in the lead up to the summer holidays and these holiday clubs happening they're going to be talking aren't they in their friendship groups about who's coming to holiday club and what when they're doing and when I guess they might get like a bit of FOMO like they're just going to want to be in like involved aren't they yeah absolutely what about you em what did you so mine was definitely like meals or whatever in front of the tv as he's got older that's definitely happened more i mean it was only last night we had a pizza picnic in front of the (laughs) telly 
um, watching Wallace and Gromit with our dominoes. Um, and literally, we get the picnic blanket out and put it on the living room floor. Oh, oh my God, Em. Are you giving him screen time and processed food? Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling the mum, please. <laughs> guys. Um, <laughs> but you know what? That um, sounds like so cute. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like that as well. Yeah. That like George will like remember and like love. Like that time that you sat on the floor with him, even though you're pregnant <laughs> and uncomfortable, <laughs> and you sat yeah. and ate pizza with him watching a movie. Yeah, he, he yeah he does love a pizza picnic. I'll probably tell he you how we have them, but um. <laughs> it does work well and it's just something a bit different actually because like growing up not it wasn't all the time but the majority of the time you know meals were at the table mm, everyone yeah. you know was there which was lovely and looking back it was really nice and there was the odd time where we didn't do that 100% and then growing up I was like oh growing up with George growing up I was like yeah he needs to like eat around the table with all of us and have that time with us and then especially through like the first trimester of this having with this baby it was like just I've got to survive the day I need to survive yeah to sit at a table with you eating food I can't do it so so I'm really sorry but um that's getting easier a hell of a lot easier now but yeah screen time is definitely one um and also like we were adamant that we weren't going to bring him into our bed, even like when I was pregnant with George. It was we were pretty set that that wasn't going to. That was something that we we didn't want, and it wasn't that we kind of felt that we wanted him to feel free enough that he could come into our room whenever he needed us, and that he wasn't like shunned away from our bed or our room. But we just it felt right for us for him to be in his own sleep space. Um. And then as he's got older and he's gone into his own, out of a cot into his bed and he's learned that he can get out of the bed whenever he wants to, um, especially on the weekends. It's always the weekends, isn't it, guys? Um, yeah. He will just come and creep in or one of us will bring him in and just give him a screen of some sort so we can just wake up and come round to the day or try and get a little bit more sleep in or whatever and that definitely doesn't work out because three in the bed doesn't work well does it (laughs) depends what you're into well (laughs) Um, but yeah it's always he's chopsing away or he's kicking you or whatever i think because they have so much they have so much energy in the morning don't they like they literally wake up oh they're ready um, i don't know how they do it Whereas, like, we take a while to come too. Like, why? I always say to Athena, why are you shouting? I'm right next to you. And she's like, I'm not. I'm like, you are. Can you just use your inside voice? And she's just like, I am. Like, why are you talking so loud? Um, April, um, April started doing this thing where, um, obviously, if my Instagram followers will know that I've recently transitioned her to a bed, to a toddler bed. And um, she does this super cute thing in the morning now. If I go into her, she'll go, Mummy, I slept really well last night. And I'm like, yes, you did, baby. Go and give me a cuddle. But again, like you say, it's literally like their eyes are open and they're 
their yeah. juice up ready to go and it's like I am not I haven't even put my contact lenses in yet I can't really see you um <laughs> so yeah it definitely takes longer for us to come around doesn't it I definitely this past couple of weeks where George's sleep's been a little bit altered because he's now become like scared of the dark and he's like worrying about monsters and zombies and all that kind of thing like he said to me the other day in the bath he went mum is my face a zombie now no darling no the zombies aren't real so now he goes every night he's like mummy zombies and monsters and ghosts aren't real no they're not real darling like since then I've forgotten where I was going with this now but (laughs) story of my life (laughs) his yeah his sleep's definitely changed and the way we're responding to him has also changed where was I going with this what were we talking about before you were saying that um about him about the monsters and I was talking about about April and how they're literally awake and then they're good to go yes yes so when we had and since being afraid of all those things obviously his sleep's been a little bit more erratic and I thought I need to start waking up a little bit earlier so I can give myself half hour 20 minutes to come around for when he wakes up but then it's that battle isn't it of like well I really should do that but it's an extra half an hour 20 minutes in bed (laughs) absolutely Yeah, no. I I see like parents sometimes on Instagram, and they're like up before their kids and like tidy the kitchen and make coffee and things like that and have a shower. And <laughs> I'm like, my people. if I literally step out of bed and go for a wee, my child wakes up. Like I need to lay there and I need to lay still and get as much sleep as I can before they wake up. I don't know. They must have really good sleepers. I wish I was one of those people. But yeah, I don't think they're gonna be. I don't know. I mean, maybe if they slept, like, till eight, maybe. (laughs) I could get up at seven. But, I mean, they wake up at, like, six, so I'm not getting up before that. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy morning. I mean, to be fair, my husband does. He gets up and goes for a run, doesn't he? But not for me. No, I mean, no, not at all. I think some people are, like, what what do they call them? Like? not night owl or a a something yeah lark just can't do that i was i would still say i'm a lark but i think the difficulty with being a parent is before parenthood i chose to get up early (laughs) so i choose to get up and i used to go to the gym i don't choose to wake up at the moment i'm woken up by another human You know what I mean? But to be fair, it takes me, I mean, my husband, it takes him a lot longer to kind of come to and come around to the world and realise what year it is. Whereas I, you know, it it takes me a good sort of 10, 15 minutes or so of being angry that I'm awake. And then I'm kind of like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, let's just crack on. And then I'm usually all right. Um, But it is that initial you need especially because april like i say is in a bed now the minute i hear her door let's so this morning was the first morning no sorry yesterday she's been in her bed for five nights yesterday was the first time she came out in the morning and i heard that door go and i heard the white noise get louder obviously because her door had opened i have never got out of bed quick enough because i was just like if she finds out that me and her dad are we're never going to get any peace. So yeah, the minute that door creaked open, I was in that doorway, being like, "Hi, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> we're not sleeping." Bless her. And I don't know um, about you guys, 
but also it's the it's how quickly you've woken up at whatever time in the night or morning it is it's not mm. like you're just coming around because your alarm's gone off or you're five minutes yeah. early like yeah. you awake before your alarm and you can hit snooze it's mm. like no, yeah and it's like whoa okay like yeah maybe we need to like train them about stroke the... us or something yeah <laughs> exactly can we talk about that kind of sixth sense that we have because I don't know about you, but I still now, April's not home a certain days because she's at nursery. I will still go in the shower and I still feel I can hear her. Mm, yeah. And, you know, in yeah. the middle of the night, regardless of, I mean, obviously we all know that husbands can sleep through earthquakes, but <laughs> literally I, any murmur and she's in like yeah. a completely different room and I'm like, you're just on high alert, aren't you? You're like, oh my God, yeah. she needs me. It's like a sixth sense. It's so weird. Or like you've heard them, but no one else has. Yeah, it's like I can hear her, and it's like no, she's fine. She's not moved. But yeah. that happened with yeah. us tonight. So I don't know what we were watching something on Netflix. The the diplomat, I don't know, something like that. And the TV was on, and our front, the living room door was shut, so the dog doesn't go up there because obviously he likes to eat socks. Which is a story <laughs> for another day. So we just don't. Another episode. <laughs> That's a whole episode on its own, isn't it? Um, so, but I heard him go, "Mom, help!" as he does, and I was like, "That's that was George. That was George." And Scott was like, mm, "Was it?" I was like, "Yeah, it was definitely George." So he got up to go because obviously I have to like roll off the sofa. It takes me a year to get up. And then <laughs> he opened the door and we stood there listening, like trying to hear him again. I was like, "No, that was definitely George." Like, you just go, and he did, and it was George. He was scared of the monsters again. Um, yeah, but, you do hear it, don't you? Yeah, but I had heard it, but no one else had Definitely yeah we're that. the same sometimes we'll be watching tv and then i'll be like oh pause it quickly he's like why i'm like i can hear the white noise it's louder <laughs> like you were saying just now cat and i wake up sometimes in the night because i'm like the white noise has got louder i can suddenly hear it <laughs> and then lo and behold athena like walks in so yeah and you could be in like a really deep sleep or you know watching something downstairs and like you said the other person hasn't heard it yet you just straight away built into us i think isn't it yeah also like mum hearing when you become a mum like you i feel like my sleep is isn't the same so obviously it was obviously before kids like i don't go into such a deep sleep as i did before was it you kirsty today or yesterday that was saying that you woke up to like athena like just stood there and you yeah (laughs) like i think where we've had like a bad week with her sleep where she was unwell when like the sleep I am getting I'm I'm trying I'm my body's like making me sleep quite deeply um so yeah I just suddenly woke and was like because she was right in my face <laughs> scared the life out of me scared the crap out of me that was and then obviously she was like ah at me too I'm like what are you doing and then you sh- yeah guide her back to bed and you're like what's wrong I don't know go to sleep then <laughs> That's what she kept doing, bless her. Because I, th- I don't think they can sort of communicate, well, actually, I feel rubbish. So, yeah, it was a lot of, I don't know. And then she'd start crying. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> um, But, yeah, funny. Did you guys have any interesting ones from your followers? Um, I got co-sleeping, which, yeah. like with them, we were very much, from the outset, we don't. It sounds awful. We don't want her in our bed. Um, yeah. 
for me, it was like, this is mine and my husband's space. And, you know, she needs to feel safe in her own space. Um, you know, there was the odd morning where she would wake. You know, I'm talking kind of when she was like under four months old. Um, there was the odd morning she'd wake and just wouldn't go in back after kind of like a five o'clock feed. So we'd sort of bring her in and kind of half doze for a couple of hours. Um but I was all, always adamant that it would never never be a thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, one of my followers um, had said co-sleeping. But, again, it's all about that mum's survival, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. it's picking the battles. And at five o'clock in the morning, no one's got the strength to pick any kind of battle, have they? Um, no. So, yeah, no, I get it. Like, when, when George was young, was young, I'm trying to think how young he was, he was... He must have been four months, if not a little bit younger. I don't know. But he'd got like a sickness bug. And every... He just was like projectile vomiting everywhere. It was just like... It was just horrendous. So I ended up taking him to like the out of hours thing. And all I wanted then was like... he When I got home, I was like, you're just sleeping in my bed. Like, you're not... Oh, you're not leaving my side. Like, I can't... Yeah, because you were like so worried. It's also like... Choosing... For me, it was like, well, choosing when and when not. Mm-hmm. And like, you take out, like, if he was up early or like, he used to, usually had like a 5 a.m. bottle. So he'd quite often, when he was a, a young baby, would come into bed with me. He's got to go to work and we'd have the 5 a.m. bottle or whatever and then start the day whenever we both woke up again. Mm-hmm. But do you know what, though? This sounds. Again, I did it at the time, and I don't know why I feel some sort of shame about this, because I shouldn't, but April was never even next to me in the room. Like, her snooze pod was not at the... Well, it was at the foot of the bed, but against kind of the back wall. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, It wasn't a kind of, I'm never going to do this, but I think when we kind of bought the car, and it was like, okay, they need to be with you for the first six months in the same room... I was kind of a bit like, well, why does that automatically mean she needs to be next to me? Mm. You know, like I wasn't breastfeeding and I know it's sometimes easier, I guess, if they are right next to you, you can just kind of roll over. But for me, I just kind of thought, why why does she have to be next to me? Like, why can't she be somewhere neutral away from the bed that either me or my husband could access her? Um, but on reflection, I just think, was that a bit harsh? Um, but we did it and it's, well, as far as I know, it's not damaged her. Um, but you know, the guidance is the same room. It doesn't say. Yeah, I was going to say, she was still in the same room. Um, I know we had some comments made when we were like, you know, that's where she sleeps. And they were like, oh, she's not next to your bed. I was like, no. It doesn't say that though, does it? It doesn't say next to your bed. Like I remember the midwife, I think it was with Athena because I was breastfeeding saying, move the crib further away because she can smell you and she can sense yeah. you're there um so yeah I did but then she ended up in bed with me anyway <laughs> um but yeah like I think I know it's obviously safe sleep and we follow safe sleep guidelines um but my parents like we all went into our own room really young mm-hmm. like we were only in with our parents for sort of a couple of weeks um and I, I've heard of lots of people that sort of put their baby into their own room really early. 
And obviously I know that isn't safe sleep, but like what I'm saying is you shouldn't sort of feel guilty for having them over the other side of the room. Yeah, it's difficult though, isn't it? I mean, mum guilt's like prevalent in everything we do, isn't it? And I think, I mean, personally as well, talking about them moving them to their own room, I I would have quite happily moved her out at four months, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually my husband that said, no, let's keep her in for a bit longer. I think she moved out about five and a half months because it was yeah. just getting to the point where she was a very noisy sleeper and it was just disturbing everyone. Um, and, and likewise, we were obviously disturbing her, like getting her up and going to the ensuite for a wee and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's strange, isn't it? I guess I, I guess the only kind of caveat is there wasn't the research there was back then, you know, yeah, when exactly. our parents had us and that kind of understanding that and that research that they've got now. But yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because yeah, some people obviously have them in with them, next to them, in the bed with them. You know, I know people that are still co-sleeping and their little ones are three, four years old. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, you do you. Yeah, day, every situation is different and you've got to do what's right for you, haven't you? Exactly. Um, I did have one from my, um, one of my followers said, um, she never said she'd use white noise, but it's actually been a lifesaver. Oh, interesting. It is an interesting one. We love a bit of white noise, don't we? We all love white noise. I feel like um, I can't sleep without it, even though it's not direct from my room. Mm-hmm. Like, I know when George's isn't on in the middle of the night and we've got to switch it back on again. And do you know what? I think a lot of people see white, like using white noise as like a bad like association. Like, oh my God, they're going to get used to the white noise. Mm-hmm. I, I actually recently worked with a client and um, on her assessment form, it came back and said that they want to wean him off the white noise and he was quite young like why oh well he he um you know he'll only he'll link his um naps and stuff only if i turn the white noise on it's like yeah have <laughs> it on all the time and let me know how you get on exactly and he better, but i think she was worried that he would like become reliant on that but i was mm-hmm. like it's okay to be reliant on that like athena and hunter both have white noise they're like three and six mm-hmm Exactly. I've got absolutely no plans to stop April's white noise because if anything, it means I can walk like it means she can go to bed and I can walk around my house and I don't feel like I'm tiptoeing. I don't feel like you know, and and I think in a way, them going to sleep with white noise, I don't think I could sleep somewhere that was deadly silent. No. You know, like there's a lot of sleep crutches that adults use. Um, you know, they've got to have a certain type of pillow or they've got to, mm. you know, do some do some sort of ritual before they get into bed or, you Sleep know, put your skincare on as your wind down routine and all that. But, yeah, I thought that was quite an interesting one because, to be honest, when I first had April, I think, I don't think we use white noise till we work with a sleep consultant at eight months. Yeah, we didn't either. Because we just, we didn't know it was a thing. No. No, yeah, I we didn't. Um, I can't remember when I started using it. It wasn't from the start. It was. It must have been like a good five, six months, probably. But I had that Ollie the Owl thing. Oh where it yeah, does the white noise, but then it stops. And yeah, then you stop, had, oh, I had you in the dream sheep. Oh yeah, we had the sheep, and I oh, remember oh, waking God, up in the middle of the night, and me and James looking at each other, having to like turn it back on quickly. 
Yeah. And now, like, I'm supposed to command when she cried, and she was crying, and that bloody sheep was not making a noise. Yeah. Ollie Ollie did. Ollie did come on. (laughs) Yeah, my friend used Ollie, and she said that he came on. Yeah. And but I don't know. Looking back now, I'm like, I don't know why I why I didn't just. He was probably crying because he'd obviously woken up or gone through a sleep cycle or whatever and the noise wasn't on. Yeah. But why did I not just get something that was constant? I don't know. Yeah. But we didn't know what we know now, do we? From like exactly. doing our course. Like, I remember using... No. Knowledge is power, right, guys. I'm going to use like a... 100%. I googled like a hairdryer or a vacuum on my phone with Hunter <laughs> and I just used to use it, get him to sleep and then I'd take my phone out of the room, go sit down with a cup of tea or whatever and wonder why he woke. Well, I've just taken away the white noise. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know to play it continuously. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever seen that episode of Peppa Pig where they go to like the cousin's house or something and oh, the, yeah. the baby cousin will only sleep when they're making loads of noise? Yeah. Yeah. Sad that I'm Yeah, they're like hoovering and stuff in the middle of the night, aren't they? Yeah. But as an adult, I'm looking at that going, I feel you. I feel your pain. <laughs> We've yeah. all been there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, well. No. So, yeah, that I didn't mm-hmm. think that, noise. That, that would pop up. Um, but, yeah, I think I think you can do a lot as a parent and feel like you shouldn't be doing it or that someone's going to judge you for it. Um, and it, it's just a weird mindset to think like that. And, and I think until you are a parent, you kind of go, like I say, it's, it's about that recognition of what others are going through and, and being yeah. like, you know, rewind five years ago, I'd have judged you for your child being on the floor in Tesco screaming. But now, I, you get it, don't you? You just understand. Yeah, you're like, I get you, sister. We got you. Yeah. You just give them that look, don't you, of, I know, I know, girl. Yeah. I if feel I you. Did you see um, a bottle of wine right now? 100%. Yeah. Did you see that thing that's going around about like tying like a green ribbon onto your changing bag? Yeah, that's really no, sweet. Yeah. I thought. Yeah, it's like a sort of a signal to other mums to say, like, I get how you're feeling, and I'm here to pull me aside if you want to chat about sort mm. of anything you're going through in motherhood. And oh, I love that. Really yeah, cool. and if it's like, like if you need wipes or if you need nappies or yeah. like it's just basically a, an olive branch to say I'm here if you need anything, which I think yeah. is super important because do you know what? It, it seems really cliche to say it, but since being a mum, although I've always got that tiny human relying on me, I've I've never felt as lonely. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Even though you know people are going through the same as you, you still feel like you're the only one. Yeah. Especially when you're having happen. like a bad week and yeah. stuff, for sure. Mum's Cool, guys. Mom. Well, I think that's episode one. Yeah. In the bag. Episode one. In the bag. <laughs> Super exciting. Yeah. I'm we'll have to have a think about um, next episode. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, thank you for every uh, thank you to everyone for listening, and uh, we're looking forward to episode two and what it might bring you. Yeah, and thank you everyone for writing in and giving us all your um, thoughts and ideas. It's really helped us to create this podcast. So please keep them coming. Definitely. Thank you guys. Bye. Yeah. Bye.